0: You are now tuned into The Property Management Show with your host, Alex Osunenko. We bring in the experts of today so you can be the master
1: of tomorrow in all things property management, whether it's getting more doors, running a profitable fee-based business, or by simply being the best property manager. Grab a pen and paper because this episode is sure to be a good one. Thank you, and enjoy
0: the show.
2: Hey guys, welcome to a live recording of the Property Management Podcast Show. So, we have a special episode today because we are ourselves guests at the Profitable Property Management Show, and I give you Jordan Moyle. Jordan, say hello. This is live audience. What's going on, guys? It's probably your mom, my mom, and maybe uh, maybe a cousin watching us right now on Facebook Live. But so what we're doing today is that the, the, the what we're gonna what we had is we brought in six. Keynotes from the PM Growth Summit of 2018. These are probably the smartest guys that you can meet anywhere in business today. They're gonna come in onto the show live, at about a 10-minute intervals, and we're gonna interview them about you know the stuff they're gonna talk about at the PM 2018 PM Growth Summit. Um, you know what what why the, the topics are relevant, get you excited about the PM Growth Summit, give you more insight on what they're gonna talk about, what you're gonna learn, what the takeaways are. But also, um, we're going to, we have a special discount for the live audience as well as the podcast listeners, as this is going to be released as a podcast on both of our shows. Right, Jordan? Absolutely. Yep. And a discount, right now I'm just going to stay quiet and I'm just going to show it for the, for the Facebook audience. It's like, I think we have an audience of three people right now. Um, but we, we're giving $300 off the first 10 tickets the 2018 P.M. Growth Summit. Jordan, why people should attend P.M. Growth
3: Summit? Man, there's a long list of reasons. It's really hard to uh, distill. But for me personally, if I was thinking about it, it's one thing. It's being around the best of the best, the folks that are truly committed to growth, to expanding their mind share, to acting in that entrepreneurial capacity and not just doing day-to-day operations. So for me, it's all about leveling up, being around the right people and hearing some of the best of the best in terms of, speakers from inside the industry and people from outside the industry that are willing to tailor their thoughts and ideas and experiences to this industry
2: yeah it's a graduate level education it's for the entrepreneurs who are who are not okay with with sort of a you know baseline education
4: who 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 who, who
2: hunger for information on growing their business that is specific to the property management at the same time you know, sourced from all these other industries where people have, uh, some of our keynotes have uh, influenced a tremendous success bringing it to the property management, converting all of the things, all of the wisdom. You know, we take a lot of time to make sure their talks are pointed specifically to property management. Their, their topics are well-researched. And you saw it last year. Those of you who attended last year, you saw the impact of all that work that Jordan and I did up front to make sure we have not only the best speakers, but also those folks who can speak on the property management specific challenges in, in our business. So we're about one minute away from calling our first um, first keynote speaker. And uh, Jordan, who are we calling first? We are calling up the one, the only
3: Marcus Sheridan, the sales lion, the guy that has been in the trenches as an operator, and is here to educate you on the overall strategy of uh, uh, they ask, you answer. Here's the book. And th- this guy's the number one rated keynote from from last year. I mean, I don't. Mathematically, it's hard to understand how he could get a near perfect rating, but <laughs> he pulled it off.
2: I think he's got like what sixty or seventy reviews, and only one was four stars. The rest were like five, five out of five. Yeah, so the guy. The guy is magical. When you he is. He's sort of the foundation. His concepts are the foundation of my business here at Four and a Half. Um, you know, content marketing is the way to go. Digital consumer is getting much smarter. And so what he's doing, he's coming to the p Growth Summit in, in, in January, and he's going to take uh, um, uh, part two. He's going to talk about part two on uh, the Ask and Answer. In fact, his topic specifically is the digital consumer, how today's buyer has changed, and what we must do about it. All right, let's hear it from the man himself. Let me connect him on. And uh, we'll get this going. Marcus Sheridan. See if I can navigate Skype. Live. Okay, we're dialing him up. Hey, there he is. Marcus, what's What's cooking? Hey man, you just leveled up the the looks of this uh, of this podcast by like ten points. Good. <laughs> Appreciate that, man. You look uh, fresh uh, and
5: rested. Happy, happy to happy to do that. Indeed, indeed, gentlemen. So it's uh, good to see you. Good to see you, um, Jordan. Good to see your shiny head today. <laughs> I'm in that crowd, I man. No shit, not sure about my game, Marcus. You no know, shame <laughs> on my game. So guys, here's here's what
2: we got. We got a Facebook Live video right now. There's like my mom and maybe like two other people, um, okay. but you know it's 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 sort of we're gonna grow this audience and we're gonna give away some awesome discounts for the uh, PM Growth Summit 2018. But first, Marcus, tell us, Ben, you did so awesome last year. Like it's blew my mind. You know your book. Uh, you know but, you know I've known you, followed you all my life, all my sane life. And uh, I wanted to know, like, what's the part two? You're coming in like, hey, guys, I'm going to do part
5: two. What is part two? What are we going to talk about? I mean, if you, if you think about what's happening with, with digital and what's happening with today's buyer, we could spend, uh, you know, four or five days on this and, and not run out of things to talk about. And I, I think, you know, one of the biggest things that we all need to talk about, and everybody heard it last year, but it's that visual experience, and it goes back to that to that stat, which is, the year 2019, 80% of the content people consume online as buyers and consumers is going to be video based content, right? So, like, what, is that? Wow. what does that mean? What does that mean to all of us and as businesses? And you know, it's like if you look at most websites right now, um, on average, and it's a little bit higher in the property management space, but on average, five to, five to 10% of the content is, is video or visually based content. Now, in our space currently, the property management space, it's higher than that, but it's not anywhere close to, it's not even 50%. It's not close to 50%. And so if we don't hurry, we're going to be left behind by the marketplace, which is scary. And so we're going to talk about that, ways to integrate it into the sales process better, which is really, really fun, uh, super simple hacks, tips and tricks that we can use to um, just to to, to have a video culture without blowing our budget. Yeah. That's gonna be that's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, how to integrate your team into the process, whether you're an army of one or an army of five or ten or twenty, whatever that is. I mean we got so much to talk about, man. I, I'm just I just can't wait. And San Diego is it's awesome. It's pretty much the best city in the US, so Well it's like San Francisco, yeah, I, I agree. Um, Marcus,
3: I, I got one question for you. So if you released a book. The book was basically new when you were at grow, you've got some experience now under your belt. What was like the number one piece of of feedback or follow up questions that people got after engaging with the content in your book?
5: They asked you answer. Yeah, you know, I mean, it was it was, you know, since, since that time, since the book came out, it's been, um, you know, Mashable called it the number one marketing book to read in 2017. And uh, which really, really made me happy. I think what was cool about it is that it crystallized in a simple way um, for so many you know small and medium-sized businesses, how they can really go after this, this digital age. And there wasn't – you know, what's interesting about it, Jordan, there wasn't a bunch of people saying, geez, you know, what do I do now? Because it's, it's the type of book that's written where you're like, okay, I know what I have to do. The question is – Am I going to spend the time to do it? In other words, are we just going to say, this is who we are as an organization. We're going to be the best teachers in the world. Um, If we claim it, we're going to show it. We're not going to make statements just like everybody else, because at this point, in most industries, everybody's kind of saying the same thing. And if everybody says the same thing, well, then it's just noise to the marketplace. It's noise until we show the thing. And that's why this visual element it's such a big deal. Um, so I think that was part of it. You know, I mean, that's that's really, really it. It's just it's just making that leap to get going, get started, getting over their, their worries about their own imperfections. I think a lot of people still are stuck on that, but it needs to be perfect. It needs to be just right. And the people that are killing it, like businesses today, and you guys know this, businesses today, the ones that are killing it are the ones that are like C-plus students. And it's the A plus students that are working for the C plus students. I see that over and over again, because, oh, man, I think that's that's something like Gary, very esque. Well, I mean, so there's a, but there's a, there's a, there's a psychological reason for this because the C plus student is willing to do it. Try it, fail forward is okay with like filling outside of the circle. Doesn't have to have everything just right to launch, right? Whereas the A-plus student may launch something that's really nice, but it takes an extra two years to do it. And because of the rate of change today and how fast all this stuff is evolving, two years is like, um, you know, it's like dog years. Dog years and digital years are pretty much, I really believe they're about the same thing. So about seven years, so every year in digital is about seven years in terms of the rest of the world when it comes to the way things are evolving in business, Right. And so, if you look at that, you're like, "Wow, so a year really, really matters a lot, and it does matter a lot." That's why the ones that were there last year and that applied the stuff that we talked talked about, they're going to be dr- dramatically more ahead in terms of what buyers want today, in terms of how, how people want to, you know, find their property management company, and and uh, you know, in terms of developing relationships of trust with the marketplace. And we'll you know, and that we're going to make sure we bring out some of those stories when I'm on stage too, because. There's people from last year that have been applying this stuff and they're getting results, which I'm excited about. Absolutely. I don't know about you, Alex, but both Gutterly
3: and the people I've specifically talked to, their level of commitment towards being educators has dramatically gone up. You talk about removing the, um, the self-consciousness, imperfections, et cetera. Video is obviously a great place to get all caught up. How do I look? Am I talking right? all of the potential production elements you can invest. Why video? You're doing a workshop specifically on video. Tell us a little bit about the workshop and why you believe the video.
5: Man, I'm stoked about this workshop. Um, for those that don't know, George B. Thomas Excited. from the sales line is coming and he is like extraordinary with, um, it's like a super geek when it comes to uh, marketing, marketing automation, And, um, he has produced more HubSpot tutorials than anybody in the world. That's not an exaggeration. That's, that's a true stat. Um, about 400 tutorials himself, other than HubSpot themselves themselves, he's produced more tutorials and he has just thrown himself in video over the last couple of years to really become a leader in that space in terms of helping companies create video cultures. Again, without spending a ton of money, which is nice, right? Because. You know, at this point, we're seeing over and over again, companies are killing it with an equipment budget for less than, you know, 2,000 bucks. And uh, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. And you can can get so much within that. So what we're going to be talking about on that particular day, the workshop, there's a few major elements. So we want you to know all the best practices behind the camera on a basic level. So when I say behind the camera, this is like the things that you need to be thinking about that you might not notice now, like this is what makes a good visual experience, but once you're shown it one time, you're like, oh, okay, that makes total sense, and I'm gonna look for that when we start to produce video in the future. So behind the camera best practices, I'm gonna be talking, like I always do, about in front of the camera best practices. In other words, what makes somebody on camera great? What makes you say, I love watching that guy or that gal, they're very, very fun, they're very believable, they're very trustworthy. Like, what are the little tips and tricks and techniques that we could use? Give us something, Marcus. Besides
2: sub, – so substance to me is the key, right? You have, have to have substance. But besides that, give, me, give us one thing. In other words, like like a very specific thing that yeah. we're going to be doing? Well, no, give the audience right now a tip for how to be more effective on video. What's, what's kind of a number one – most overlooked thing come on man let's get let's get some candy
5: let's unwrap some okay. candy so this is uh, this is a really simple one and you might like laugh and say this sounds so cute. i love simple but um you know we've all we've done very well with video and a lot of people say man you just have a way on video so we have a and there's there's a little secret hack that we do and it's not a secret by any means secret hack guys Come three on. seconds before every video we start with a big smile And the reason for that is because not only does it have an impact on your body, but the reason why people talk about a twinkle in the eye, like what does a twinkle in the eye come from? Well, the twinkle in the eye comes from how the light hits your cheekbones. When the light hits your cheekbones, it causes a twinkle in your eye. And so when you smile, you get the twinkle. And so how it works is when you start a video three seconds beforehand, you start the smile, and then when they say action, you actually start the talk, and you're coming off of the smile Which immediately makes the viewer say, "Huh, I like that person." That's brilliant, bro. Thing makes a big difference.
2: That's brilliant. You know what? Um, I I did not know. You know how much content I've done? You go look. uh, We we've been content marketing since 2011. You know, from from uh, you know the sales lines, uh, teachings, and stuff. You never (laughs) you never talked about that tip. I haven't seen in any of these content. This is great stuff. You walk in with a smile, then you turn the record on. The twinkle's there boom,
5: you're instantly connected. Marcus, that's, yeah, you're that's coming, brilliant. You're coming off of your smile into your message and then boom. And so we're going to talk about things like how should your hands be? If you're doing a, a video, where should they stand? What is the position of the hands and the arms to, to make the viewer feel the most trust? And there is a place to put your hands that makes you feel more trust, right? So there's a difference between if I'm talking like this Versus if I'm talking to somebody like this, the open palm, hands a little bit lower. It's hard to do with using a desk cam. It's not very, it's a very, very different experience. But if you watch any of the videos, you'll see what I'm talking about. So it's just little things, little things like that. We're going to talk about, you know, things like the scripting process. We're going to talk about general language. You know, we're going to talk about how to integrate video once you produce it into the sales process. We're going to talk about the first types of videos you should produce. Like everybody obviously knows, okay, I should produce videos for my properties. Yes, yeah, sure, that's fine, but let's go beyond that. How can we produce videos that shorten the sales cycle and immediately induce trust, right? So stuff like that, strategic elements of integrating video to the sales process is a big deal. We're going to talk about some YouTube best practices because a lot of us are now are starting to produce videos. We're uploading them on YouTube, but our channel's all like jacked up and we're not doing simple best practices with those YouTube videos that will make them be viewed a lot more and more effective. I mean, man, I could go on and on. Yeah, you
3: know that. juicy, juicy stuff. We
5: got we got two
2: minutes. Let me reframe this for the audience, guys. Uh, so if you guys are joining us right now on Facebook Live, welcome, thank you very much for coming in. We're doing a live podcast recording of the Property Management Show and the Profitable Property Management Show. We're talking about the PM Growth Summit 2018. We have some killer speaker interviews lined up. Next comment is Jason in a few minutes. We have Marcus Sheridan just give, gave away one awesome tip. And, guys, for you viewing and uh, for those of you who will watch the recording, we're going to give away 10 tickets. Well, not give away. We're going to do an awesome discount for 10 tickets. It's $300 off the price. It's the largest discount we've got for anyone. And the, the code to put into the Eventbrite when you book in a ticket is Podcast VIP. Podcast VIP, All one word. I'm going to show it on the video. You put that in. You get yourself $300
5: off Marcus, any parting words of wisdom? Well, uh, so I can, I can only say this and, um, you know, last, I think you can tell the value of an event by the, not by necessarily what people are saying there, but it's by the personal emails that you get after the fact. And I can only speak for me here, not for, for you two awesome guys. But for me personally, I know I got many very personal, specific emails after last year that said, because of PM Grow Summit 2017, this is how my business is going to change forever. And I'm not, I'm not exaggerating when I say that. That, to me, is the essence of a takeaway. It's like people are so moved that they have to tell somebody about it, and then you can see they're off to the races. We don't spend enough time working on our businesses because we're so busy grinding it out in the businesses. If you come to San Diego in 2018, we're going to get a chance together to work on the business. You're going to be inspired. I know that for a fact. You're going to get takeaways. I know that for a fact. And we're also going to be discussing in detail things that are happening that all of us are just learning about. It's a very exciting time. And uh, I just can't wait to be with everybody again because it was one of the highlights of my year last year, and it's going to be a lot of fun again this year. Awesome, Marcus. Thanks very much. We have a next speaker
2: interview lineup. Thank you kindly for your time, and uh, we really hope to see you um, at the PM Growth Summit 2018. Thanks, sir. Oh, I gotta figure out how to. Okay, hang up. There we go. Hang up on Marcus, man. I feel that's a power trip. Hang up on Marcus like that. <laughs> 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 out! <laughs> You're out, sir! Alright, let's bring our next guest. Man, this is gonna this is just getting to be uh very very excited. This is just a second guest. I already have a headache. Uh from all the things that he just uh Marcus just I you took a note on the uh three seconds smiling before uh, yes I did. We've <laughs> to not showed that twinkle in your eye? The twinkle in your eye, yep. Let's bring in our next guest, and I'm gonna gear up for the book. And we have our next guest coming on live. While he's coming on live, I am going to talk about him for a quick second. Jason Goldberg, ladies and gentlemen, he's going to be a keynote speaker at the PM Grow Summit. His topic, first of all, we'll let him introduce himself. He's a TED speaker. He's a coach. He's my coach. Uh, He's an amazing guy. Great book. uh, Prison Break. It helped people I knew. It helped me in many ways. And I... And and so we brought Jason in to talk about a very provocative subject. Okay, you ready? Provocative (laughs) subject. Why what you've learned today won't work for you? Punch it in the face, Jason. (laughs) Yeah, you know, what I like to do
1: is I like to try to offend people as quickly as possible when they meet me. Apparently. Uh, Because then I can idea. I can only go up from there, right? It can only get better. How are you guys doing, man? It's so great to be with you guys. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, we hear yeah, you fine, man. We're Nice and clear, man. Where are you at? Awesome. I just got back to Raleigh, just got uh, Raleigh, North Carolina, just got back from two weeks of traveling all over the place and speaking and training and offending people. Uh, so I'm I'm really excited to come in and bring that to PM Grow. And, and yeah, man, I mean that's you know that is the provocative name of the talk. And it's because I am I am just so used to going to so many amazing conferences uh, that are that are like PM Grow. Of course PM Grow is gonna be better than all the other conferences I go to. That's just a you. brainer. Of course. I mean, it's, you know, I, I just came from several conferences. I'm telling you, I know what you guys put together and I know this is going to be incredible and probably better than the majority of the stuff I've just come from. I hope none of them are listening. Um, but what I see all the time, though, is that I see a tremendous wealth of information being shared and not just like crap information you can Google. I'm talking about like real best practices from industry leaders, not people who are sharing stuff theoretically or sharing stuff that they're regurgitating from some magazine they read. These are people really doing stuff in the world that are there to help you to do the same in your own business. And inevitably what happens is people are pumped up and they have action plans and they go back to work. And then like within a week or two weeks or a month or three months, they kind of give up on that stuff and the rah-rah is over and and nothing works, right? And it's like, why the hell? Wait, can I say hell? Yeah, yeah, I guess. I guess. Heck heck is okay. (laughs) Why the Why the hell would you spend the time and the money and the effort and the energy to go to a conference like PM Grow that is, is not meant to make you feel good? It's, it's meant to help you accelerate your results in your business. Why would you do that and not take some time to focus on the other side of this? So there's the doing, right? The doing, people will learn in, in a tremendous way at PM Grow. The doing is great. But what about the being, right? Like, who are you being? Who do you need to be? so that implementing this stuff is not problematic, so that implementing this stuff is consistent, so that implementing this stuff doesn't require some you know, childlike accountability where somebody needs to tell you to get to work and tell you to stay on your game. What if you just understood that your mind at any given time is only one of two things. It's either a liability or it's an asset. And so if we can upgrade your mind from being a liability to an asset, then everything else that you will learn while you're at PM Grow is exponentially more powerful and bonus, Anybody in the audience who doesn't listen to what I say and take it to heart, they're going to be screwed anyways. And so you get the competitive competitive advantage
2: by listening to
1: me and actually applying what
2: I talk about. Awesome. Jason, hey, we had Marcus Sheridan on the show just a few minutes before you. I hung up on him. That was a power 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 trip for me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. So 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 here he gave away, like I said, hey, Marcus, give us one usable tip right now. So the audience that are listening in this podcast, our mutual podcast, by the way, between Jordan and I, we have over 10,000 listeners, loyal listeners. Thank you very much, guys, for staying on top of the on the really really top edge of this industry and what's possible. But moving moving it back to one takeaway, Jason, give us so, so let me tell you what Marcus said. Marcus yeah. said Marcus said, hey guys, when I'm doing a video workshop, you know, I'm teaching all these different things. And I said, teach us one thing. And so he says, he says it's a simple thing, but it works really well. He says you sit down, you get ready to film, first three seconds you don't film, you just smile. Put a big grin on your face and then when you when the camera starts recording you have the twinkle in your eye and you have instant connection made that was an awesome tip give us something similar can you beat that i love it. That that's really good did you say i have to beat that yeah, well can you you know at least be comparable
1: I mean, I, I know I can beat it. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean how, how tall is Marcus? Like, can I take him? Okay, he's, pretty, I he's, he's, okay. a, he's a good-looking guy, man. He's uh... he's he a good-looking guy. <laughs> but, well, since I can't beat him on looks, I'm gonna have to beat him on talent somehow. Maybe. Uh, no, Marcus is incredible. I've seen his work, and I'm so excited that I get to to be there with him and learn from him. Also, so I would say that the number one thing that's coming up for me just in this moment is I'm just I'm so I'm so passionate about profound, deep, impactful service. And, 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 and I really believe that, that wealth creation is a byproduct of truly impactful, profound service in the world. And so my tip to anybody that's listening to this is when you sit down to work or you, you're going to be talking to a prospect or you're feeling like, oh, man, I wish I was more confident on the phones and I wish I was more confident about my sales pitch and all this stuff is to drop the effing ego because it is mm-hmm. not about you. The entire time you're in your head saying, I wish I was more confident. I wish I knew the exact words to say. I wish I knew how to close this person. Meanwhile, there's somebody sitting across from you in person or on the phone who just wants to be served. They just want you to be helpful. They don't need you to be impressive. They don't need you to be the best in the world. They need you to help them be more effective at what it is they care about. So the next time you're on the phone and you're in a sales conversation or you're with a current client and maybe you're, you're not sure what to do or you're, you're feeling a little flustered, Realize that you have such a tight grip on your ego that if you would loosen your ego for five seconds and get back into a place of purposeful service, you would know the exact thing to say, and that person would be astounded at the level of service they were they received from you.
2: Fascinating, man. That is really good. So it's not so let me sum this up. It's not about you guys. It's not about me. It's about you, the audience, in my case, right? It's not about Jordan and I. It's about you, the audience. We want to make sure we deliver at like you know what we do for PM Grow, right? It's not about us. It's about what we can bring to uh, the value we can bring to the people and that that is a very powerful message and of course Jason as my coach has sort of instilled that in, and punched it into me he's you know broken through the <laughs> neck and, and through the spine and into the ground and that's I'm grounded that's what, look you know I can I, you know I can do things and it's not about me I don't care I don't care if I' look like a fool you know it doesn't matter as long as we deliver content, right is that Jason's local yeah. lines okay you, uh, yeah
1: you, you got you guys live that in my mind and so you're always thinking of ways you know this whole like customer service stuff, Get get rid of if you do customer service in your business, get rid of that and create a client astonishment department. If you're not astonishing and pleasing and delighting the people that you serve, you're not doing enough.
2: Mm, very powerful, Jordan. You you, you, you you're quiet there, man. What uh? What do what are your thoughts?
3: You yeah, know, it's, it's so profound. Every time I hear Jason talk about this this concept, and I've heard it both from you out of his own mouth and, and vicariously through you, Alex. Part of me always thinks that it's hard to really grasp how profound this insight is until you live it and until you experience it firsthand. Jason, was there any inflection point for you from what you just articulated became a, uh, went from becoming a mantra or, or a car bumper, stick, bumper sticker slogan to something you, you internalize? Like what, what's the trigger point or the inflection point from going from bumper sticker to actually man, living and manifesting that? Yeah, it's, it's such a great question. Man. I, you
1: know, I think one of the number one things that, that plagues businesses nowadays, especially service-based businesses, but all businesses, is just this overall sense of apathy, right? Like, I, I feel like if everybody included the phrase in their mission statement or in their vision or whatever, just give a crap, it would revolutionize their entire business, right? So so I think for me, it actually, I did service wrong in the beginning. Like, I didn't wake up and I was like, I'm going to astonish clients, I try to do service as a strategy at first, right? I try to do service as I'm gonna do this thing to please you so that you will be indebted to me and you will reciprocate and give me what I want, right? And that's not service, that's still ego, right? It's 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 ego masked as service and it'll trick some people, at least in the short run, but it's not real service. And and, and so when I was able to really, really slow that down and say like, am, am I? if somebody followed me around all day, would they think I gave a crap about the people I'm serving or would they think I was playing a role? And I'm a person who wants to live in integrity. Right, So so I brought it back to my ego in a way that serves me. I want to live in integrity. And so if I say that I'm a person of service, then I need to check my actions. I need to check my ego. Anytime I'm doing anything, and really ask myself, is this serving the person in front of me or is this me trying to look good? So so that is – I mean that's the moment by moment thing. I have to slow that down. I can get to- – I mean look at how fast I talk. Like I can get totally caught up in my own thinking and be like, oh, I'm going to go do this for this person. And I bet if I do that and it's creative enough, they're going to want to work with me. And I go, whoa, 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 wait a second. Are we playing the short manipulation game, or are we playing the long game of impact ooh, and legacy? Ooh, the L words, the, L, Lo- L, the, Wars, L-, the L-, L words, the long the
2: game, game.
3: game, yeah. It is, legacy, <laughs> brother, yeah, I, am, it is. I am so with you. For me, it's about getting past the outcome. The outcome is where everybody starts. I want to start a business. I want to have a great income. I want to have a lot of great stuff, a nice house, whatever it may be. For me, it was a matter of getting past the that outcome and allowing the outcome to be a byproduct rather than the main thing. It's like people start off thinking that they they want to have a castle, right? This mansion in the sky. But what is a castle? It's just a bunch of rocks stuck together with cement. Step by step by step, doing the daily work, you're slowly building the thing. But when you remove the focus from what you want to the people that you want to help and the value you want to create, I don't know know the answer is in terms of how to trigger that. But I certainly agree with you and identify on that level. That's been, that's made all the difference. You nailed it. I mean, I think,
1: I think you absolutely nailed it. And, and I really believe I was just sharing this with my mastermind group the other day that that apathy is the antithesis of mastery, right? So if you're on the path of mastery and you want to show up and, and, and do the things you do from a, from a place of excellence, right? Forget perfection. But if you, if you truly want to show up every day and be able to put your head on the pillow at night and say, I showed up. In the embodiment of excellence, in a spirit of excellence today, then the, the opposite of that, the antithesis of that is apathy. So you just got to care. It seems overly simplistic, but it's so, so true. You just got to care. You don't have a strategy for your wife or your friends or your kid to show them you care. like that. You're not doing that to get something in return. You just legitimately care. And if you bring that spirit and that sense of caring to the people that you work for, the people you work with, the people you serve... It has no choice but to build such a deep relationship that when somebody else comes along, it's five percent cheaper, or somebody else comes along with slightly more favorable terms, or somebody comes along with some cool new technology. People don't jump ship because people don't want to leave the, the the agreements, the the powerful relationship they have with somebody that's truly served them over time.
4: That is
2: that is fantastic. All right, guys, let me reframe it for our audience real quick. Jason Goldberg here, just uh, uh, spitting out wisdom left and right. It just showers us, and I'm I'm just. I'm, I'm standing here and, uh, and I'm like, I'm just realizing that I'm just contemplating and thinking. And again, I'm going back to the ego thing. You know, it's not about you. It's about, you know, them. It's about who you service. But guys, uh, we're talking about, uh, we have uh, this live show is all about bringing the keynote speakers, the top minds in the world today uh, that are going to speak at the PM Growth Summit, bring them all here, give them all 10 minutes to share what they're going to talk about, get you guys excited about Coming to the PM Grow Summit, we also have a very special discount for our Facebook Live viewers, as well as folks who are listening to podcast uh, as a recording. It's uh, three hundred dollars off tickets, uh, PM Grow Summit ticket. It's the largest discount we've ever had, and it's, we only have ten tickets at this price. The code to enter on the uh, eventbrite is podcast VIP. Podcast VIP. Go ahead and take a note of that. Um, all right, Jason, so we have about another one minute before we go to our next guest, who's Victor Antonio. We're going to have him beat you or try to beat you on a little <laughs> wisdom <laughs> tidbit. He's um, awesome,
1: too. He's he's incredible. And can, can I share one more thing, though? Oh, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, awesome. So so here's what I want to challenge everybody who's listening and watching. And, and, and whether you do this when you come to the PM Grow Summit, you have to do this. I'm challenging you to do this in the PM Grow Summit. But well, we got a lot of time before that happens. So I want you to do this in your everyday life. I'm going to challenge you specifically for the summit to to know that you can show up as one of three different types of people. You can show up as an observer where you sit in your chair and you kind of watch and you shake your head yes or you shake your head no. When you hear something you've heard before that you agree with or you disagree with and you feel real smart sitting in your chair saying, yeah, I already know that. I've already tried that. It works or it doesn't work. That's one way to show up. It's okay, You can do that. The next way to do it is to show up as a participant. It's a little better, it's a little higher up what I call the ladder of self-leadership. It's a little more alive, a little more engaging you know, engaging with life, but it, it's, still, it's still not to the level that you really can be. It's, you maybe talk, maybe you ask some questions, maybe you listen to some stuff, maybe you're a little more, more open-minded, but it's still listen to the highest level of excellence you can show up as. And the final thing you can show up as is a seeker. A seeker, where you show up to this thing and you say, there is no way I'm leaving this summit until I get everything that I came for and more. For you to take radical personal responsibility, self-leadership, that no matter if somebody dropped you in a janitor's conference or a PM Grow Summit conference, you are going to take something away that you are committed to applying in your business for the greater good of the people in your world that you serve. So that's your choice. You show up as a, an observer, a participant, or a seeker. Which one are you going to commit to do? Awesome, Drop
2: Jason. the mic. Drop the mic. Mine is mounted, but
1: yeah. Very cool. Jason,
2: thank you so much for that, man. My
1: pleasure, and guys. My pleasure. You guys are rocking it. I
2: cannot wait to see you in January. Thanks, my man. Really appreciate everything you've done. Thank you for taking the time. I know you're on the road. Have a wonderful day. And uh, say hi to your wife and, you know, uh, all the best to you, my friend. Thank much you. love, man. Talk to you guys soon. Bye. Bye. All right. Later. All right. So we just had Jason Gober come on to the show Give us uh, 10 minutes of absolute, 15 minutes of absolute wisdom. There's some really good, big takeaways like the ego. It's not about you. It's about them, whoever you service, you know, depth of service. And, and basically, he's going to talk about uh, the PM Growth Summit 2018. He's going to talk about why what you've learned today won't work for you. Very profound session, provocative title, but he's going to deliver. Uh, he's also the author of Prison Break and great book. Anyway, up next we have, I believe, my friend. Who do we have? We have Victor Antonio. Victor
0: man. Antonio. Ooh,
2: I'm shivering. It's so exciting. Let's yeah. dial him. In. Well, let's dial him. In. Yeah, I got a, uh, you know, I, you know, we are friends on Skype. Let's see. Let's see. There's a bit of a procedure here. Uh, boom. Add people. Uh, Say his and. Yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. Let's see, Victor Antonio, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, those of you who want to biggest discount on the PM Grow Summit ticket. We have 10 tickets at 300 dollars off. This is the code Podcast VIP. Victor! What's cooking? Good looking? Oh, man. <laughs> We're
3: doing great. We're so psyched to have you on right now, man. So we just uh, Alex, who did we
2: just talk to? Uh, we just spoke with Marcus Sheridan, who gave us an awesome tip, um, as well as kind of framed what he's gonna talk about at the PM Grow Summit. And he's also coming off as like a top-rated speaker at the show, so Victor, no pressure. Uh, then Jason Goldberg, the author of Prison Break, by the way, um, um, you know that's the book for Marcus Sheridan. Jason Goldberg, the author of the Prison Break, my coach, and, and just amazing guy, came in and gave us another awesome, really awesome tip. So no pressure, Victor. How are you? What are you going to talk about? Tell us a little bit about your uh, your story and what you're going to talk about at the PM Growth
4: Summit. All right. First of all, you know, thank you guys for inviting me on this. Uh, super happy to be here for the PM Growth Summit in January. And I saw you guys sent me the uh, video recording of Marcus Sheridan, who I'm a fan of. And so I dug his presentation last year. So I've never met him personally. So if he's going to be there, you know, it's already worth going for me. I I, I, I dig (laughs) the guy, man. I love his entrepreneurial spirit, the stuff he's doing with marketing. You know, uh, for a pool guy, he's done exceptionally well, if you know what I mean. So it's all, it, it's all good, man, it's all good. So as far as, you know, what I'm talking about is, you know, my, my catchphrase is finding the why in how people buy. See, because if you sell to people aggressively, you know, people tend to have that sales reactance, right? They push back. But what if you knew how to sell to how they buy? And that's always my angle, is that I really believe that if you know how to position something with the customer, understand where they're coming from, but again, use different influence techniques without pressuring people. I'm going to show you how you can reduce buyer resistance and close more deals. And this is for people who don't like to pressure or sell people hard. You know what I mean? They're really going to love this. Okay. Excellent. That's okay, so guys, let me just frame this. Rewind the tape
3: about a decade to me being a new entrepreneur and trying to figure out sales, marketing, doing a lot of Googling, right? I mean, I hate to admit it, but hey, that's kind of Don't weird. Don't make me
4: feel old, man. Don't make me feel
3: old. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's, that's This is my story, Victor. This is my story. A decade ago, I typed something into Google, and somehow I pull up a Victor of a guy with a shiny, bald head talking about sales tactics. I, I, I'm in the same club, bro. Now, a decade forward, we're in the same club, so I'm with you on this. And that was the beginning of a long online, invisible, digital relationship Stocking. with a mentor in the uh, with a mentor in the category of sales marketing. You focus on sales, right? You were you are labeled right. as a sales guy. But at the end of the day, you do yeah. a heck of a lot of marketing, my man. I do. You focus on teaching. I do. And I education do. is profound.
4: I've and been caught- I've been caught. I've been found out, man. I'm out of here. I've been found out. <laughs>
2: It's true though, it's true, man. Like
4: hey, you're you're so, know, by the so way, sad. that is such a great point because, you know, uh, so years ago when I was starting out in the speaking business and I was struggling just to get noticed, uh, I remember I was having a conversation with another speaker. Uh, he does a lot with network marketing, and his name is Randy Gage, right? And so I remember I was sitting down with Randy Gage. He was speaking, we we're at a table, and he said, Victor, and I remember this conversation. He says, Victor, you know, what do you do? What business are you in? I go, I'm a speaker. He goes, no no you're not i go okay i'm a sales trader he goes no you're not i said okay i'm a consultant business consultant you know i kept going on and on and finally i said okay randy what am i what am i he says victor always remember you're in the marketing business first then everything else is secondary and you know my immediate reaction is like screw you you know i'm from chicago right Eh, screw you you know but as i drove home i go he's got a point that if nobody knows who you are, then it doesn't really matter. And I think a lot of people miss that. So I'm glad you caught that because I think everybody should be in the marketing business first, pushing their product or service. And a lot of people simply don't know how to market themselves. That's why I like, by the way, that's why I like Marcus Sheridan. Because he's in the marketing business first and he gets it.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. So you're talking about definitions, you know, what what job are you in? Let's talk about defining the job of sales. What does it mean to have a job and a title and actually be that as a true legit salesperson versus Mm -hmm. to have a job and a title, but to really maybe just be more like um, a cashier? Like what does it mean to actually truly be a salesperson versus a order taker?
4: You know, you know, you know the, the word sales is really broad when you think about it. Because you pointed out, you know, it could be B2B, B2C. You can go from selling high technology to being in retail, right, or just trying to sell somebody on your idea. We're all in sales, right? Uh, the, the Bureau of Labor Statistics did an interesting study, and it found that in 2012 that one out of nine people are in sales in the profession of category of sales, right? One out of nine. But that begs the question, what about the other eight of nine? When they looked at the other eight of nine, they zoomed in. What they found out is that those people, even though they're not in sales, spend 40 percent of their time influencing and persuading other people, which is another way of saying sales. Right. So we're all in sales. And so my, my background is I came up through the engineering side. So if you you know my background, I got an engineering degree, an MBA I was an engineer, and after a while, I just realized that I didn't like engineering, and I moved around quite a bit to different positions, and I worked in the telecom industry, and then when I found sales, B2B sales, that to me was like the hyper pad, you know what I mean? That's when I got excited about selling, and then, you know, back in 2001, I decided to kind become a sales trainer and do a lot of sales motivation, and as you know, Zig Zig was my mentor, the guy I always looked to as far as how I wanted to speak on stage.
3: I love it. So your background is a little different. Every salesperson has, you know, you got some people that came up through the car lot, right? You got some people right. that came in through the BB enterprise. But sure. regardless, the themes are the same. The themes of persuasion right. and service. We just got actually got off the phone with Jason Goldberg. He was talking about the service mentality. In your mm-hmm. mind, what is the frame of reference psychologically that either causes somebody to be service focused versus pressure and, and just explicitly short-term dollar-focused with sales. Yep. What's the right mindset?
4: See, I, I'm going to create my own category. You know, screw those two. Right? I'm going to create my <laughs> own category. Screw those two. The, no, for, because, because here it is. The I come from the B2B side, so I'm going to frame this in the context of B2B. And it's okay to say, you know, to be of service, right? We're a servant. I get all that, right? Uh, I, I get the fact that in, in a transactional sale, if it's a low you know price sale, it's not really going to you know hurt you if you make a bad decision. Pressure does work. I mean, studies have shown that if it's a transactional sale, pressuring people to some extent really does work. You help them make a decision. But as you move up the scale of large sales, it simply does not work. You know what I mean? So if you want to sell me a ten dollars watch and convince me and pressure me into buying one, yeah, you make it away with it. But when I have to make a big decision, I'm talking about a large decision. You know, I got to think it through, and pressure does not work. In fact your sales will actually decrease the more you pressure at that level. And so, I don't. you know, when people talk about pressure, I don't like that piece of it. When people just talk about be of service, what does that mean? I'm a business guy, right? You're business people, right? I don't know about you, but I always say, if you've seen my videos, you know I talk about the value trinity, right? People want three things. Help me increase my revenue, reduce my costs, or expand my market share, right? Show me how to do that with your product or service, and then I'll listen to you. Because it's not about the relationship. Look, I like you did your haircut. But you know what? Unless you can show me how to increase my revenue, reduce my cost or expand my market share, I'm not going to buy. So I don't believe so much in the service piece. Of course, you have to be of service to your customer. But what do buyers want today? What do they want? They're confused. There's so many options out there. What they're looking for is somebody they trust. That can help guide them to get to the right decision and show them how is your product or service going to help me increase revenue, reduce costs, or expand market share. That's my lens.
2: This is this is very very awesome. So, guys, if you're just joining uh, or, or or people are listening to a podcast. Victor Antonio just contradicted Jason Goldberg. In fact, Goldberg, we're gonna we to have to do something about that and get him on the stage and I, do a little debate. I don't know if I, a, I love it. I love it because because you know what you bring it right. You bring it. You don't. You don't just. You're not here just to take it. You are here to bring it. And by the way, I'm, I I, I challenged the whole look the, the
4: the book The Challenger Sale for anybody who's read the book The Challenger Sale came out in 2011 2012 by the CEB right. Even they showed, they showed through their study, an empirical study, not anecdotal information, not here's a story I want to tell you. Through empirical information, they showed that a relationship type of salesperson, whether it's a low, a, tech, a, a simple sale versus a complex sale, in both scenarios, if you are relationship oriented and that is your primary mode of selling, you will do worse than a challenger sale. And a challenger salesperson is somebody who says, look. Let me help you make the right decision. That's what they're looking for. So it's not that you shouldn't be of service, that you shouldn't be a great relationship person, but at the end of the day, people need help making a buying decision. And unless you can guide me through the technical, I guess, waters, the labyrinth of making that decision, I'm not going to make a decision.
3: Woo! are you? <laughs>
4: yeah. So I don't. Am I arguing too much? No, no,
3: he's awesome. So, so, right, uh,
4: you're right, way, man. Go ahead, go Jordan, go, 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 man.
3: Straight, straight out of the mouth, out of the true closer. I'll tell you this, my other guys. If I was going, if I was attending, I would find Marcus. I would bring every excuse or objection that you have ever heard and hmm. felt powerless to overcome, and put it on him. This man yeah. has dealt with hundreds, if not thousands, of objections. Bring them to him. And, mm-hmm. and this man will open doors and open your mind as to what is a true insurmountable objection and what is something you just need to learn how to position
2: around. It. You meant to say Victor, yeah. right? So, Victor, before we go, we have a few more minutes. Do you mind if I interject real quick? I just want to reframe this. Do so, it. guys Do doing, it. We're doing a live podcast here. property, the Property Management Show, the Profitable Property Management Show, the Victor Antonio brand, all here. To what? To, to make sure that you walk away with some tidbits and, and, and valuable insights. But PM Growth Summit is where Victor's gonna come speaking. We have a very, 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 very exclusive $300 off, only 10 tickets. The code is podcast VIP, guys. One word podcast VIP. All right, Victor, here's the thing, man. I'm gonna challenge you a little bit, okay? It's easy Definitely. to argue p- two points like, hey, well, service, but it's uh. the right decision is key. I understand all that. I'm a salesman myself, I come from that uh, training and man- mindset. But these two guys, Marcus Sheridan gave us an amazing tip on how to come out great on video. He says basically to do this, he says smile for three seconds before the video turns on so you have the twinkle in your eye, you have the connection. Now Jason Goldberg dropped a bomb on it's not about you, it's about them. It's not about you not looking good, it's not about your ego. Drop the ego, come from a position of service, you win. Give us a tidbit, a takeaway that our audience can take
4: home today. You gave me the answer. Give people a takeaway, cut the fluff out of your video, give them something they can use, stop the the, the long fluffy stories about, you know, with the big setup, they have a problem. Look, the best way to do a video is pay attention, set up the problem. Did you ever have this type of issue? Then find a study or proof. Well, here's the study I found that'll help you solve that problem. Then number three, here's how it applies to you. Then this is how you're gonna use it. So I'll tee up a problem, support it with the study, and then say, here's how it applies to you. And I typically do that in one to two minutes. Boom, in and out. Snackable content for, you know, you know people who just want it quickly. That's what they want. Oh, wow. Okay, so, so Victor Antonio, Wait, no, the gotta video expert. I got to drop my mic.
2: <laughs> Very cool. I appreciate the tip. Uh, Jordan, uh, we have two more minutes. Do you have any other questions for Victor? We got it for about two minutes.
3: We do. So the last thing I would just say, man, is you. For me, the context of what I, the videos that I watched early on had to do with objection blocking. Just in summary, what is objection blocking? Why does it matter? And how does it make a
4: difference in people's sales? The, The the biggest psychological, I guess, aspect of blocking objections is this: if the person raises an objection, they've taken a stance, which means you're less likely to change their mind. But if you raise the objection and dispose of the objection. Then you are more likely to close the deal. You'll be able to reduce buyer resistance. In fact, the people that attend the PM Grow Summit, I'll cover that. I'll spend five or ten minutes covering that. If that's the only thing you take away, I will guarantee you, listen to me, my personal guarantee, I will guarantee you, you will close more sales if you know how to block sales, block objections, rather, the right way. And I'm going to show you how to do that. Well,
3: let's just do one objection right now on the spot. They talk about this ahead of time. Here's the Mm -hmm. objection Victor, uh, I bet you've never heard
4: this one before. The price is too high. Oh, my God. God. It's too high. I can't pay that much for I've never heard that one. Not only, look, not only is that one of the most common objections you get, it's never the real objection. Listen to me. It's never the real objection. Look, they did a study. Sorry, but I love studies, right? And typically, on average, when they did a cross-sectional study, you'll win about 35% of your deals on average, right? You'll lose about 25% of your deals, right? But here's the cool part. That the 40% of the people who never decide, never decided because they couldn't make a decision and had nothing to do with price and had everything to do that you simply didn't know how to position your value. And I'm going to show you how to do that when you go to the PM Growth Summit. I'm telling you, they're going to enjoy it, man. They're going to really enjoy it.
2: Awesome, Victor. Thank you very much for dropping the mic and bringing bringing it here. Not just not just showing up to the lip service, but bringing it here, sharing your wisdom. Uh, we're very very fortunate to have you speak at our conference. And I want to make a personal connection, follow you, and uh, look um, just 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 very uh, very impressed with everything you got. Thank you.
4: Thank you, guys. Take care, Take man. You in See Thank
2: you See you in January, man. Take right. it easy.
6: All
2: right. All right. Up next, we have. John Jantz oh my god I'm very excited about that particular interview give us a second I'm gonna I'm gonna connect him the problem is that we're a little bit late because Victor has been dropping bombs and now uh, duct tape Uh, let's see let me get this hooked up why don't you tell our viewers about the discount code while I hook this up
3: all right so for those of you that are watching that want to come haven't bought a ticket yet the code is podcast vip that is one word and that is going to get you $300 off that's right i said 300 off your ticket using that code podcast vip so if you have not taken action yet take action now because that is not not unlimited discount that is for the first 10 people that purchase tickets and if you're number 11 it's going to be too bad so sad so get on it Take action right now! I am super stoked to be talking to John Jantz next. This guy is a marketing legend. He's gone to full gamut. First book he wrote, I believe, was Referral Engine. Now he just released a book on websites and SEO. This guy is a master marketer, but in the context of small business marketing. Hey,
2: George, we have uh, we have Andrew Props calling in. Let me answer this call, and I got to figure out how to connect with John. Um, why don't you talk to uh, to Andy Props real quick? And let's see, that's, uh, Andy, my man, how are you?
6: Hey, how are you guys doing?
2: Well, wow, that's the amazing energy of Andrew. Props right there for you, ladies and gentlemen, Facebook Live.
5: <laughs> Andy. Hey, Andy,
2: hey, you're a little bit hey. early. You guys look great. <laughs> Thank Yeah, thanks for coming in. Really appreciate you taking the time. Uh, of course, Andy's going to keynote uh, one of the sessions of the PM Grow Summit uh, in 2018. He's done a wonderful job in 2017. Um, Andy, what are you going to talk about?
6: Uh, we're going to talk about how you can grow your business quickly through new development construction new development multifamily single family there's a few of us that are doing it out there and um, we've been able to grow our business that way in in a, a down property management market where a lot of the pro- properties normally would be managed go on the market for sale well we we're, we're going to organically create our own inventory
3: ooh new channel new channel guys new channel alert new, new channel alert, new channel not, alert. Not people not a lot of people talking about this. Before we do a deep dive, can we just pause for a moment and talk about the awesome
6: jersey that you were wearing, my man?
3: Who are you sporting? Who are you repping right now?
6: Uh, Liverpool. Yeah. Anfield. United. Uh, okay. Yeah. I lived lived in England a long time ago. I, I jumped on the uh, the football bandwagon, and because of the Beatles, I'm a big Liverpool supporter. The, the football bandwagon. He's, That's right. He's, He's full blown. Okay.
3: Full
6: blown. All right. All right, <laughs> my man. So I'm in. Did, I'm, oh. in a, uh, I'm in a. I'm uh, in a Delta Sky Club, so I've got to try to keep it down, keep the excitement to a all time. Oh, you see, so being proper. You try to be proper, so it's. Aha! <laughs> right.
2: You know, we talked about ego versus service with Jason Goldberg. Jason Goldberg wouldn't do that. Jason Goldberg would go bananas.
6: Yeah. <laughs> you should see the. You should see the looks I'm getting. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs>
2: I, I, Alex,
3: you want to move the other camera around the, the live camera?
2: Uh, yeah well I can't because what I'm trying to do is connect John Jance. We had a little bit of a hiccup on connecting with him. Do you mind if I keep it on on YouTube while I get the connection oh. situated?
3: Oh yeah Go ahead. that's honest I just didn't know if it was displaying us okay so Andy, so you just talked about something really um, I don't want I don't know if it's novel or not I mean is this novel I don't hear people talking about this right now.
6: Well, I mean, you know, since 2011, uh, we we have grown our company in Boise by 3,200 brand new units. And we've expanded into another market, Kansas City. We've got 500 units under construction there, 300 in Memphis, 150 in Northwest Arkansas, 600 currently under permit to construction in Boise. So just one company, that's 1,500 doors, all new. We love managing new properties because when we, when we get them, we get the owners, from the beginning and they only know one way on how, how to do it and it's our way and they love it and we keep them for a long time, we retain them for a long time and it's really quite easy to do it if you know what you're doing and that's what I'm gonna be talking about at the PM Growth Summit. Well, watch out when successful people use the E word, easy. Let's qualify that <laughs> a little bit, <laughs> my, my
3: man. Talk to me about the relationships that are necessary to actually facilitate this,
6: builders, developers, like what does it look like to actually get traction here? Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll talk about where you even start. You know, finding the right piece of land, finding the builder, finding the 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 uh, investor, finding the right lender, and putting together an investment package that is easy for a banker to understand and your your investor and builder to understand. And basically, you walk that to to whoever you're putting together. They walk it in the bank, get approved, and less than a year, you're managing. You're doing a full lease up strategy on a new single family development or multifamily development. We have. Uh, we have a 91-unit uh, single-family development going in, all alley-load single-family homes, all in one neighborhood, all rentals in Memphis, Tennessee, right outside of Germantown. Okay. Um, Andy, we take care. Of, well, go one ahead. second,
2: Andy. I'm so sorry to interrupt. Let me let me accept oh, yeah. the call from uh, John Jance. Uh, let's see if we can get him uh, into the. I don't know if it's into the work. queue here,
0: here. Ooh, look at that! Hey, oh, John, Lord. how's it going, my man? Hey, how are we doing?
2: Hey, thanks a lot for joining us. We have Andy Andy Props here. He's talking about his session. Do you mind hanging on for just a moment? And we'll we'll get Andy, and we get, we're we going to get a couple tidbits of useful information, some advice from Andy, and then we'll go right to you. Is that cool?
7: Yeah.
0: Hopefully, I'll learn something, too.
2: Ooh, I just put John Jantz on hold now. I feel powerful, man. Oh. I hung up on Marcus Sheridan. I hung up on him. And I got John Jens holding. That's awesome. Andy, so sorry to interrupt, man.
6: I, Let's bunch it. I... I apologize, John. I'll be quick. I promise. No, no. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, you know, most importantly, how do you underwrite these things? How do you put the performer together, the whole project together? We we put together a quick little offering memorandum. Uh, we give that to our builder. We give that to our investor. We walk it into the bank, get approved, and we start building. I sent you guys something that was interesting. Is you know, the National Rental uh, Housing Council did this uh, this survey based off you know uh, the the, um, the the what do they call it when they go the census? Basically there's 1.5 million single family homes that need to be built between now and the end of 2020 and and 2.5 million multifamily homes. So if we continue to lose inventory because houses sell, there's one way we can get around that. People still need to rent single family homes, people still still need to rent multifamily homes. We can go out there, create our own inventory, which is a much stickier business uh, than, you know, getting that reluctant landlord to give you a property today. And a year from now, they put it on the market and sell it. So it's, it's a pretty exciting topic. And we're going to go from like beginning on, on how you source all this stuff to what you do to get a, you know from dirt to stabilized property, whether it be a single family or multifamily. I think uh, the next big boom in our industry is through new development. And we're going to talk about that. And we're going to show how we've put over 5,000 units in the ground. Um, to everybody that attends the PM Growth Summit, so I think it'll be interesting. Wow. i sure excites the heck out of me. But um, those are some serious numbers, Andy.
4: Yeah, right. very cool.
2: Andy, we had so we had Marcus Sheridan on the show. Uh, we had Jason Goldberg, and we had Victor Antonio. I asked each of them to give us one takeaway, one tip. Uh, you know, fo- folks can attend the the summit. They're going to come here. You talk building your own inventory sounds very exciting. To me, it sounds unapproachable, but Andy, you're going to make it approachable, right? You're going to make it possible. Yes. Okay. It's possible.
6: Yeah, it, it, it is. It, it, it's very possible. I mean, I, I didn't have any special experience. You know, it's, it, property management, this is the takeaway for me. Property management is 100% a relationship business. It's being able to find the right relationships and then putting the, the good information in front of those people to not only help them reach their investment goals, but you get to build your business at the same time. It's pretty fun. Oh, nice. Love
2: it. Very cool. Andy, thanks, thanks a lot guys. for taking the time. Say hi to Delta Delta Sky Lounge uh, uh, guests. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, man. We'll look forward to seeing you at the PM Grow Summit, right. man. You make this industry tick. Thank you very much for everything you do for everyone. All right. Love you guys. Take, uh, it, take it easy. Take it easy, bro. All right. John, here You're on, my man. You're on. So let me, let me frame this out. Um, so, John, you know, last time uh, we, we did the video, I said John was my personal hero. He didn't believe me. Well, here I am on live admitting the same thing again. John, you did an awesome job. You built an empire by helping small businesses distill the, the marketing from the voodoo you know, magic to a real thing that actually helps them grow in business and something that people can understand. You wrote a book called The Duct Tape Marketing. You own a podcast, The Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. Uh, John, what are you going to talk about at the PM Grow Summit?
0: Before I can go very far, i got to know what you're doing with that ladle. So. Oh, <laughs>
2: so I need a scepter,
0: question. and everything else was taken. So I'll just do it later. Let me put it down. All right, uh, I couldn't get past it. Sorry. Awesome. So actually, I'm going to cover what I call the seven must-have uh, elements of every website today, and essentially. Um, you know, we've had, I've been doing this 25 years, we didn't have websites. Then websites came along and they were just another channel or another place that people could find you. And I think we've evolved to the place today where the website is actually the hub of most businesses. And that includes businesses that that actually do their transactions across the desk, you know, in in their own uh, town. And the, the, the purpose and the intent of a website has changed dramatically. It's not just a place where people can go find you or can go look up information because they want to contact you or do business with you or find uh, inventory that you have on your website or listings that you have on your website. Today, the, the buyer journey has changed so dramatically that our website really has to be the hub of guiding that journey. And so when I talk about these must-have elements – Um, It really is, you know, today the the trend is these kind of long scrolling home pages. And the reason for that is because uh, people want to arrive at a website and immediately think, you are talking about the problem (laughs) that I have. You're promising to solve the problem that I have. Uh, So I'm going to keep going on. Oh, you are specifically talking about me or to me. Oh, look, other people trust you oh, the search engines are going to find incredible content here. There are testimonials and reviews and look who else you've worked with. I can dig in and really kind of follow an entire story on your homepage before I then want to say, you know what, I'm going to start digging deeper and I'm going to start figuring out how this business uh, might actually be able to solve my unique problems. And so... Not every website is going to look exactly alike, but I'm content, and I will share. Uh, and when I'm with you all at PM Grow, I, I will share the fact that there are certain elements that must be there, almost like a checkbox uh, to 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 guide people kind of through that journey.
2: Got you, John. Very cool. So uh, let's let's see. Can we fish out a one sort of usable tidbit from? from you. We had really some really good wisdom dropped to us on us, on everyone here, by Marcus Sheridan, by Victor Antonio, by Jason Goldberg. Uh, Andy gave away, gave a little bit of tidbit. What is the one takeaway that people can have just by listening to this podcast and watching this video?
0: Well the, the, the biggest thing I would tell you is that you have to start focusing on problems. I mean nobody cares about what you sell. Nobody actually wants what you sell. They want their problem solved. And I think if you start from that point of view, from that framework, and you identify, you know, what is the greatest problem, uh, then you can go to focus on, you can focus everything you do in your marketing around showing them how or promising to them how you can solve that problem. And so that, uh, obviously, we've been talking about a website, but that's really all of your messaging. Everything has to connect at that level before they will actually listen to your solution.
3: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Totally agree with that. Alex, I want to be greedy and ask for another tip, and then I'll, I'll tell you why. Here's why, John. You've been around for so long that it's difficult to kind of pin you down on 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 what you're all about. Because right now we're talking about websites and SEO. You're an authority on that, but in my mind, I'm thinking about, still thinking about the referral engine. Yeah. I'm still thinking about thinking about referral marketing, which you really blew up and elevated. When it comes to referral marketing, this is where so many of our clients start and they never graduate from. And they never really do it even all that well. If somebody really wanted to to amplify and take their referral marketing to the next level, what's one piece of advice you'd have for them?
0: Well, I, I can't answer that with one. I have to give you two. So I guess this is a double. All one. right. All right. One you have to start with is You have to be more referable. I mean, there's no tip or tactic or trick that is going to get people to refer you unless they are having a great experience unless you've solved their problems unless they enjoyed the way in which you solve their problems so that's always number one but the second thing is you have to actually move referrals much farther up in your thinking most people ask for referrals after they've done a good job. And that makes sense, somebody's satisfied, they're happy, they're talking about how awesome you are, great place to ask for a referral. But what I wanna suggest is that as you are beginning the conversation, maybe you are having a sales type of conversation, that you start talking about, I know that you're gonna be so thrilled with what we agreed to today that I'm gonna come back after 90 days, I'm gonna make sure you're thrilled. Um, And at that point, I'm gonna ask you if, if you know two or three other people who need a result like this. And, and by moving it up into almost the sales conversation, all of a sudden, I mean, if you think about that message, we know you're going to be so thrilled. <laughs> okay, that's good. We're going to come back and make sure you're thrilled. Okay, that's good. And at that point, you're going to get the opportunity to help a couple other people get thrilled. So really positive marketing message, but you've also set the expectation maybe before somebody even became a client. Oh, That is Love really
2: it. good. That is really good. And that, like I tell you, and Victor Antonio probably caught that. And I'm a sales guy. I'll also catch that. It's a great way to frame the sales conversation, and the the, the fear of, of 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 not being delivered the product that you're seeking for when you when you make the purchase that goes away a little bit, doesn't it? Because you just framed it in a way that they're expecting. Okay, these guys gonna work hard to get me make you know be be referable. Give me a second. Let me out, let me get Brad on, and we'll put him on hold, and we'll 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 punch it through uh, for two more minutes with you, John. Hey, Brad. Hey, what's going on? Hey, man, can can we put you on, on mute for a second? We have John Jans here. Um, we gotta just finish out that interview if you don't mind, and we'll get to um, to you if that's cool.
7: All good. I'll be here.
2: My man, John. So, being referred, being referable, and also framing it up front during the sales process, saying something like this: "Hey, guys, we want to make sure that." Uh, we're going to do a good job and we're going to come back in 90 days. And tell me if I did it right. Uh, We're going to come back in 90 days if that's okay. We're going to check and make sure everything is – we're solving your problems. And then then we're going to ask you if uh, you could please refer us to a couple more people to make sure that we can solve their problems as well.
0: Something along those lines? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. If we work together a little bit, I might tighten that up. But uh... (laughs) (laughs) That's why you come
2: to PM Growth Summit because you don't want to mumble and and, and mess it all up like me. (laughs) Hey, that's, that's
3: awesome, John. So excited to have you. So excited to have your expertise and your acumen. And John, I just got to say what I love about what you do is that it's focused on small businesses. This is not fortune 50, fortune 500. I'm sure some of it would be relevant, but, but you're focused on small business marketing. That's who's coming to this event. Guys, we, we bring people to the event that we want to hear speak. I will be butt in chair Listening to John, like all the rest of you, I'm super
0: stoked. Thanks for coming on. Awesome. See you guys soon.
2: Thank you, John. Thanks a lot. Bye.
0: Bye now. Okay. Uh, all right, baby.
2: Ooh, we just, got so, – let... Turn off the video, Brad. Let, let me – oh, he's uh, he doesn't have uh... – oh, oh, look at that. He got a video.
7: I'm sorry, I'm not that good looking. But are you
2: Well, join the club, buddy. This is this is the best club right now. This is the, these are these are the guys who are movers and shakers in the industry, apparently. So between three of us, we have three podcast shows. By the way, yes. this is we're recording live, so I'm not gonna cut cut out your yawning or anything like that, Brett. So just be be yeah yeah exactly yeah. Bring some energy up here, would you? Um, yeah. So between us, we have the property management show. I, I, I too that. That name. So then, then Brad decided he can do it because he's a smart guy and he did an awesome job. I listened to his show. He's called Mass Property Management Mastermind Show. Then Jordan came in and says, like, look, guys, I have a lot to bring, to bring to the table. And he started Profitable Property Management Show. So there's, all these are uh, – between three of us, what do you think the audience is? Like what do you think the listeners uh, – how many do we have?
7: I would wager probably in 1,000 to 2,000 listeners at least. So um, I got 6,000. I'd say more okay. than that. Between- well, you got to number. You got to figure the number of downloads. We have over fifteen thousand downloads this to this date, uh, this young time for this podcast. And I really like what you guys are doing because as we've talked, the three of us is if people are lo- listening to or watching my stuff, they're looking and they're hungry for more. And what you guys are putting out ties into everything we're doing. So I think there's plenty of content that needs to be put out to to all kinds of relevant topics and. The more we start doing this, the more my head starts spinning of other things we can talk about and bring on, and it's it's been kind of fun. There's a lot of value there, no doubt about it. So, Brad, you interview a lot of PMs. You
3: talk about a lot of operational-type issues, and the reason that we wanted to have you speak at PM Grow, you you could have talked about a lot of topics and, and done a great job, but there was one specific one that we thought you were uniquely qualified to talk about, and that is, the sign is actually right behind your head. That is the rebrand of going from Larson, of going from using the standard formula, right, name plus property management, to actually having a true brand that you hope is actually going to stand the test of time. So just in brief cliff notes, why did you want to do that, man? Why was that painful process worth it and, um, and how things
7: go? I wanted to get my name off the door, to be quite honest with you. Uh, one thing is because everything started to turn to me as the buck stops here. People always wanted to come to me. I'm the broker. I'm the owner in charge. And it just kind of seemed like the funnel was down to me at the very bottom. Uh, great story as as for example, this morning. And I don't know how much I should be giving away, you know, taking it's all good. Topics.
3: It's all good. Hey. So,
7: this morning I walk into my office and there's a new owner in my office with my business development team signing up, signing a PMA agreement, property management agreement, in person. Normally, we do it electronically. They want to come in the office and sign. I walk in with my dog, and we greet them, and they didn't even get up. They didn't even know who I am. Nice. And it was like, yes, yes, yes. I love it. You know, keep signing, and don't ask who I am. And, you know, my BDM introduced me. Hey, this is Brad. He's the owner of the company. And they're like, oh, great, whatever. And before, it was like, oh, you're Brad Larson. Larson Properties. Brad Larson. You know, all that. It was just like, all of a sudden, they'd stand up, and they want to tell you all about their home. And you know, meet you because you're the owner. Now I'm just kind of like the anonymous business owner off to the side. And that's all been an end result of rebranding, picking up a neutral name and just running with that. And that's a, that was vindication this morning. So you wanted
3: to build a company that was bigger than you, that was bigger than Brad. That was that was the original point here. Exactly. Right. So, so you did it from a consumer perspective, which is the vantage point that Alex and I have, just looking at your website, social, et cetera. It seemed like, and I'm sure there was more stuff going on behind the scenes, but it seems like you just flipped a switch and overnight everything got, got done. Were you really focused on making on allowing the consumer to have that kind of a, a perception as opposed to this slow, dragging,
7: six-month transition from Larson to Rentworth? Absolutely. We, we came up with a plan. It was two pages long on a notepad, and we were going at a certain date. I think it was 1 July, and everything had to be done within about a two- to three-day time frame. So we are organizing different folks. You're going to do this, you're going to do that, and you're going to do it within a certain time frame. And not everything's going to be immediate. Like Yelp took at least a week to rebrand because it just took longer. Uh, The website, we intentionally wanted to do that very quickly and make sure that all the videos got updated, which was about 50 or so plus videos that we had to rebrand from one to the other, which means, means we basically had to reshoot them. And so all that we did in a time frame to where it was going to get done quickly and all at once. So from the consumer side, looking at it, it was going to be just a a light switch. And so it would cause minimal amount of of, uh, disruption. The owners didn't have any problem with it. Nobody squawked and nobody said, where are you going? Because we reassured them that, hey, we're not leaving. We're not changing. We're not doing anything other than changing names. And everybody has been fine with it. So it's been a really good transition.
2: What I was most impressed about as a marketer, I tell you, is the fact that you're ranked, your website and your Google uh, pins, you're ranking, you're top on San Antonio. I mean, if you're looking for property management in San Antonio, they have to come across your stuff. Like, you can't miss it. And the fact that all of that ranking and everything you've done, the Yelp ratings, the, the Google ratings, all that retain its value and continues to stay on top under a different brand name, that's magical to me as a marketer. That's still magical to me. That had to take some planning. So you're going to talk about some of that step-by-step process into retaining your Google ranking, everything you've earned um, throughout the process?
7: That was the biggest challenge, really, was the Google ranking. And we did slip. I mean, real honest with you, we slipped for a month or two while Melinda, my webmaster, started getting everything going. And uh, there are certain things that you had to do, and we were really paying attention to it, making tweaks, making changes, just to make sure that we could change out and make sure that we were being seen because like you guys, I mean, I was very nervous about it. I'm thinking, Oh man, I'm going to be on page eight of Google and no one's going to find us. Uh, We were very aware of that. We didn't augment with any Google ads at that point. So we didn't spend 10,000 a month on Google ads while we slipped organically. We just kind of made, went with the flow. And I don't think we really saw any, any loss in traction, right? That's, that's kind of where we're going with that is, is losing traction in the market. And we didn't really see any of that because it was well planned out. We didn't just decide overnight, hey, let's do this and we'll do it real slow and test the waters. you got to jump in with both feet and start swimming.
2: Do you know why? Do you know the major reason? And and look, I'm going to venture out and say this. The major reason why you stuck to where you were because you've earned that spot through what? Through helpful, helpful videos and content that actually, you know, that that's that informs your client or your prospect on what it takes to manage a property how you specifically do it and a lot of educational stuff on and how to be a good landlord in in the city of San Antonio and surrounding areas right you have a lot of that content he said 50 videos how I many i mean you have think
3: 50 no let's give the man credit yeah let's, let's give the man credit let he look at us you don't have 50 videos is laughable compared yeah. to actually how many videos he actually had. i looked this up the other day i just <laughs> want to look it up
2: and well, Again. The, 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 so the point is a lot of signals to Google. Six,
3: 627, 627.
2: 627 videos. That's crazy. That all, so the uh, YouTube, the Facebook, the content, all this signaling to Google, man, this guy is legit. This guy is good. His website is visited. People stay on the website. They consume the content. So there you go. You know, We'll put you, we'll put you up. I firmly believe that's, that's a large part of the success. What do you think, Brad? Were there any other things?
7: No, I agree. And then one of the other things that we started to really kind of hone in on is creating fun videos under the RentWorks name and putting those on Facebook and getting more traction through Facebook. Like fun videos, not like, oh, this is me. I'm super serious, blah, blah, blah. It's more like fun stuff. My business development staff, they're really getting creative on these things and making these semi-cheesy, funny-type videos that are going on Facebook and getting some good,
2: good a traction. A little personality. Can you Personal. act one out? Is that too much to ask? Can you act one out live? A funny video. Oh, come on,
7: man! This is the my guy. He, uh, we had. Uh, this is what we do for you on the screening process. He's going, you know, <laughs> like that, and, and the bullets are popping up in the video as he's as he's doing this little dance, right? And or the other one was that's pretty he's, great. He's, he's like this, Jordan. You like this, Jordan? Oh hey, how are you today? (laughs) That's how he starts a video. (laughs) Really, man. Hilarious stuff.
2: Creativity, see creativity. I mean, once you get past the mental block, oh my God, I'm gonna look so. And again, that's Jason Goldberg here talked about ego. You know, versus service, service first, ego second. You know, you can have some fun with it and actually make people, you know, not so serious. Yet your solution is profound. You're so different than anyone else and the, the the reviews really take it home the reviews man the thousands of reviews you had the five stars that take it home like yeah i'm going to see the video get educated but if you're not if you don't have good reputation it's very hard to close deals very hard to get the phone ring yeah That's how it is? Sure. That's how it is so it
3: is. brad one thing i wanted to ask you about at the end of the day you did the rebrand you put in the work put, can you put any kind of a number on it either in terms of dollars or hours Associated with the cost of rebranding.
7: Yeah, absolutely. I would say it ran around eight thousand to ten thousand dollars That's rounding up with the time involved. The signage alone was like four grand You know all the new signs yard signs yard signs in front of my office all that stuff Other than that a lot of it was just re- I bought cards for everybody. You know, I was mr. Nice guy I rebought cards for everyone in the office uh, our oh, that cards. Are with us. business cards, you know but yeah, I think they still use those nowadays. I don't even carry them, but
3: business cards. <laughs> so, so let's round up, say 10 grand. Is, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, not, not that huge of an amount depending on the outcome. So on the outcome side, talk to me about the level of optimism that you have about the brand going forward. The impact of having a brand that you feel like is more relatable uh, is beyond the scope of it just being one guy. I mean, where are you at in terms of thinking about the value that you actually got from this from a marketing perspective going forward over the next 10 years?
7: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited going forward with this. We have a great name. I love the name. We have a great URL. It's going to be fantastic what this does for us in the near future and the distant future. We're set up for success from here on. It's no longer going to be my name on the door with everybody looking to me for the answers. It's now like we're running a real legitimate business with a love real it. legitimate name. Love it. So that's that's kind of the bottom line. I'm very happy we've done it.
2: Sounds good. All right, guys. So we're we're coming on an hour plus. Uh, this has been a great show. I want to remind people that we offer this exclusive discount. It's at 300 bucks. It's a lot more than Brad's show, my show, or or Jordan's show offer. Actually, it's a combined like because we each can all, can take a hundred bucks off. if You put our name, Alex, Jordan, and Brad. And Brad's been winning. I mean, Brad's been selling tickets like Brad's been killing it. He's, he's, he's got a good audience, and he's a dancer. Um, so keep your clothes on, by the way. Um, yeah, so we give three hundred dollars off, and we only have ten tickets at that price. And if you're watching the video on Facebook Live, by any chance, if you have nothing else to do, um, the code is Podcast VIP. Po- pronounce that for me, Jordan. What is it? What is the code again? That's it. Podcast VIP. Podcast. <laughs> I'm just making sure my accent is not getting in the way of people getting discounts.
7: <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I heard you correctly. I thought the the code was B R A D. That's what I thought I heard you say. <laughs> yeah. Har, har, har. yeah, podcast so is B-R-A-D. which is a standing
2: offer. And Brad's done an, an amazing job. He's an amazing guy altogether, and we're very excited to have him come and speak at the PM Grow Summit. And really, he just helps us master mastermind the whole thing. You know, we we have these riff calls all the time, and you know. Um, we're not here to to be popular. At least I'm not. I'm not here to be. I'm I'm here to be, to help to deliver cutting edge information to make small businesses win. Property management specifically. That's my calling. That's my professional purpose. That's what I'm in for. These guys are, are you know very very legit and serious about making that happen as well. So um, should we call it a day, Jordan? Do you have any night parting uh, wisdom?
3: My, my parting wisdom is this. Get a ticket, plan to learn, plan to use this as the kickoff for your year. To have clarity about where you're going, what you want, how you're going to get there. And be open to receiving from all the amazing speakers and other attendees that are going to be coming. Guys like Brad. Yes, Brad's speaking. He's doing his talk. That's awesome. But Brad's also going to be at the bar. He's going to be eating breakfast, having lunch. Find people like Brad. Sit next to him. Brad, the, the conference is on growth. Brad's doing it. Door, door a day for yeah, uh, business. For, was that per that, that working business day or just calendar day period?
7: Calendar day this year.
3: He has added a door a calendar day <laughs> this year while a lot of people are treading water with sell-off. He's clearly doing something right. Find, network, and buddy up with guys like this. You don't want to miss it. January, San Diego. That's all I, that's, that's what I got to say.
2: Very cool. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you all for watching. We really appreciate it. And until next time, put in the code podcast VIP. If you can grab one of those 10 tickets, awesome. We'll see you at the PM grow summit. Thanks guys.